Well, it seems like the future of Bioware is hanging by a thread. Uh I'm Dirk. I'm Stev. And this is Super Arrogant Bros. You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com This is not going to be an easy one. One, two, three. No. No. Okay. Welcome to Super Record Bros. I am Dirk, and with me is Dev. Hello. Oh, this is objectively the best gaming podcast that is out there. There are no other podcasts that are as good as us, mm-hmm. and we are supreme. And thank you for everybody who has been listening to us. And in fact, last week's episode, I, uh, I had a hard time with this one. Mm-hmm. The reason being is that uh, I, I, I tend to um, take the recording trim it up and then put it up on YouTube, take the audio of that video and then uh, put it into the Podbean website, which is our host uh, for podcasting in the first place. Mm -hmm. Well, when I posted the episode, Hitmonkey said, you know, hey, could you guys make sure you record in stereo? Is I I thought I was going deaf in my right ear. Oh no. Lo and behold, I listened to the audio after it's posted to the YouTube channel and for whatever reason, it was all mono on the left side of the uh, of the monitoring, so I don't know why. And so I decided, fuck it, whatever. Everything's crumbling down anyway, so I'll just I'll just put it back up and and whatever. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna watch it, but 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 the good old episode of Zombie Kills and Abuse of Power reached 298 views on YouTube. For a lot of people, that is small pickings, but for us... That's big. That is actually much higher than the normal download rate from a, from a typical episode. So it, it means that we did something right for that episode. We got some comments. Uh, there's an 18 to 1 like-to-dislike ratio. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Every YouTube video has to have some downvotes on there. Uh, downvotes, Reddit, oof. Ugh. I am speaking cancer, but... Thumbs down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, though, uh, it, it is actually much higher than what we get from BitChute, which is about 20 views. So, and actually, you do have choices. If you want to watch it on YouTube, if you want to watch it on BitChute, go for it, whichever way is more... Um, more your, your speed. Yeah, more your taste. Uh, for this episode, though, uh, I, I don't think it's... It's not going to be a normal episode where we have our sections up. Uh, in fact, like if I were to talk to you about the games of the week, mine's just going to be World of Warcraft. And by next week, though, I want to do a discussion on the new expansion after I've been getting myself much more uh, in the in the water with it. Mm-hmm. You, though, Stev, mm-hmm. you took some time to uh, play with our good friend Zach on Paladins. How'd oh, that yeah. go? Oh, it was it was an experience. Let me tell you what. Um, so those of you that don't know what Paladins is, it is uh, jokingly referred to as the Overwatch clone. But when you start playing it, you'll begin to realize. This gameplay slaps a little bit different than Overwatch. So, pick a hero at the hero select screen. You're locked into that hero. You cannot change it no matter what. So, team composition will always matter no matter what. Um, each of the maps are, in at least in my opinion, fairly balanced. It's a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, I have been trying to get in as many hours as I can with a new hero, uh, Vora. Scythe Lady applies bleed to everyone. 
and stacks and it's very hard for me to describe and for me to really explain all i know is that she's a hell of a lot of fun and uh i keep forgetting that every single time that i have to play with someone who's new in the game i have to go through bots so it so basically if you're playing paladins and you just got into the game you will be playing with bots for your first five levels yep it's just how it is. It's to get you used to the game. It's to get you used to the game modes. It's to get you used to a champion. Which is actually kind of funny because when I first got into into Paladins and was was starting to win, I was like, "Oh, this feels pretty good." And then and then you just drop that bomb on me. It's like, "Oh, oh, I'm not playing with the big boys." No, you okay. are not playing with the big boys because the big boys are gonna hit you. Oh man, the big boys are gonna hit you with a <laughs> with a different stick. That stick is gonna be meaty, weighty, and yeah. it's gonna hurt. Um. So I was trying to play some games, you know, get some wins under my belt and all that stuff. And then I immediately realized that I am playing with newer players and they don't really know what the hell is going on. No one knows what the hell is going on except for me. So this was the first time I ever got to, I think, about 50, 60 eliminations yeah. in a single match. And I'm looking o- and and we still lose. And I'm looking over at this and I'm like, God, what the the hell is go- oh that's right everyone always has to gravitate towards the edgy character there is no there 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 is the, there literally is no way to say this you know politely every person that i have ever played with that plays an edgy character always tends to suck their aim is terrible but they always say that i'm really good at i'm i'm really good at playing a sniper class no, <laughs> no. This game hits a lot differently than 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 Call yeah. of Duty or Team Fortress or even Overwatch for that matter. Because you know, in Overwatch, you have Widowmaker, you have Ash, and you have Hanzo, right? There's a lot of shields in that game, but not a lot of people are moving. In Paladins, everyone is moving. Everyone is moving fast. Everyone is moving hard. Every shot that you shoot is going to hurt at some point at some point or another. You will get hit and it's going to suck if you don't at least in my opinion if you don't play paladins correctly, you're going to have a bad time. And and it's and it's I'm not trying to say it like, "Oh, I'm 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 being skillful and shit like that." All of my games that I played today they sucked. <laughs> I I was either in either in the zone and I was doing really good but my teammates were lacking or I was lacking hardcore but my teammates were trying their damnedest to win and it just kind of turned into if I suck everyone else will be better than me but if I am better everyone else will suck and it just it got me down it 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 actually physically hurt to uh, to play a couple Did of it? these games was H like it he, he I, I understand that he was new, but there were like times where I had to calm myself down really hard because it's like I don't want to ruin this experience for him. He's still getting the ropes. Yeah, he's still learning the ropes, and I didn't want to fucking peg him on some of the mistakes he was making. Like, I know for a fact I told him, when you're on the objective, stay on the objective. Your healer will keep you alive. If you have to, And what I forgot to tell him is, if you have to leave the objective, leave the objective. It's very important that you stay alive as the tank. Because if the healer's not doing their doing your job, you won't be able to do your job. And 
I didn't really say that. I kept silent for most of our games because I was trying my damnedest to at least make sure that he gets a win under his belt. And he, we only won when he decided to switch to a healer. And it's like, all right, we have learned today that you don't, that you can't play front lines yet. Or perhaps it's because newer players don't know how to play support. And he just fell into the support role. And now he has, he, he is really into a character that is, has a reputation in certain circles of being the short stack furry. Yeah. Sorry, short stack wolf girl, not cat girl, because that would imply she's a cat. Can I add on to this for a second, though? Yo. So uh, when when you're trying you're trying to help them with uh, with uh, getting up to speed with everything, and you are being a good buddy for him, and making sure that he you're not crushing his spirit by trying to coach him, um, and you have to you have to make him ready to be able to play with other people, because other people will never quite be as nice as you will. Yeah. Uh, back in my days of playing Overwatch, back in oh, 2017, what made me just turn the game off for months was I had a really bad time. I had a really horrible game playing as D.Va, and after the match, uh, the guy, one of the guys uh, messaged me saying, you're the worst tank I've ever played with. Ugh. That's why we don't play Overwatch anymore. <laughs> uh, there's numerous reasons why we don't play Overwatch anymore. Yeah, it's just it, it. And I hate to say it, whenever it comes to multiplayer games like this, the community will always make or break the game. Not the game mechanics, not the characters, not the story, but the community will because it's a multiplayer game and people want to have fun in multiplayer games. It is just a matter of fact. People play these games. So that way they can have fun with other people that they don't know. Yeah. My, I talked about this before, my most enjoyable fucking experience in Fortnite, well, two enjoyable experiences in Fortnite was carrying a kid who was literally 10 minutes away from bedtime while his mother was watching the uh, Democratic debates. Oh, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, and I'm just like, and, and I specifically remember telling him, do not worry, son. I shall carry you. And <laughs> funny enough, that was the first time I ever got a victory royale in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. The second time, I accidentally switched over to a Europe uh, to the European server, and I got matched with a Frenchman who couldn't speak a lick of English outside of like certain certain things, like yes, no, hi, and all that sort of stuff. But we broke through the language barrier. And it was the most fun I have ever had <laughs> dealing with someone from a different country that did not speak my language. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, and we're, we're, we're yelling, we're, we're, we're having fun and we both die. And instead of like getting angry at each other, like some people do, we just like, ah, <laughs> I say the only French word that I know, Alonzi. And he goes like, Alonzi. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, <laughs> and I'm having, a, I, I had a hell of a lot of fun with it. But the only reason I dropped, uh, the only reason I dropped Fortnite is because I, I got paired with a very Adderall heavy child who was really, really into the game. And it's just, uh, <laughs> this isn't fun for me right now. It, and, and it makes it hard to keep going. Mm-hmm. It makes it really hard to keep going. That's that's why I jump ship to Apex Legends. I've been playing that for a while. Rampart's my best character. Rampart's my only character. Mm-hmm. 
But I got back into Paladins because Zaych wanted to play. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll pick it up. I'll I'll dust off the good old hardware and boot it up and all that stuff. And apparently after after the I think five or six losses in a row that we had against real players, that one win uplifted my spirits because it was like he he found his role, he found his character, and that made me super happy inside. To the point where it's like, I'm gonna invite him. I'm like every every time that he he says that, hey, Stev, you want to play? I'll be like, fuck it, let's do it. It's like a person f- figuring out their Warhammer faction they want to play as, mm-hmm. and, and and like realizing, okay, this is something I'm I'm actually good with. Okay, let's see what I can build with it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and. and you got to be able to be coachable when it comes to these games too, because if you ever decide that you want to get into something more serious within the game, mm-hmm. if you want to do competitive, you've got to make sure yeah. that you are, um, you get, you, you, you have to make sure together. That, yeah. Okay. And, and here's the thing when it comes down to, to ranked for paladins, you're going to have a different experience because then you have to ban heroes and people are going to say, Hey, and this guy, this guy, and this guy, if you can, because they are quite possibly the most overpowered characters in the game. And if you don't do that, you'll get levers. And in my opinion, the ranked crowd is a lot more passive than the Overwatch crowd when it comes down to compositions. Yeah. Because they will say, okay, which role, I'm going to emphasize role, are you most comfortable with? Like, that is one of the main things I always ask if I ever get into ranked. What, where is everyone going? Who is the support? Who is the front line? Who are the damages? And who are the flanks? I can play any role that you need me to. You just need to tell me what you need, what you need filled in. That is how my usual ranked experiences go. And it's an enjoyable thing. We try our damnedest. I have never experienced a rager in my life. When it comes down to over uh, Overwatch, I've experienced many people raging in Overwatch, uh, um, but in Paladins, it's just it doesn't feel as toxic. But I know that I'm the exception because <laughs> I'm part of I'm part of the VG crowd. Uh, I'm I'm part of the uh, PalG crowd. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I've 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 seen how people react when they get into ranked games, and it's like. Shit, guys. <laughs> Am I literally the only person that has good experiences in ranked? Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> now I feel kind of bad. Yeah. Well, and and then to to play off of that here, if if you were doing ranked or uh, competitive, so like, let's see, let's say you're busting your ass and you're trying to make sure that you are helping your team as much as you possibly can, with whether it be Paladins or Overwatch. And and you've you've got somebody that does not appear to be picking up their weight. It it feels like you're wasting your time. Like you might as well be like dropping off and waiting for a different match. Yeah. And and you can't. You shouldn't do that. You should never do that because that actually fucks with uh, the reputation that you have with the game. Mm-hmm. So my entire my my entire thing when it comes down to rank matches, you try your damnedest because every team fight will matter. Every team fight can get turned. Every loss can get turned into a win. But the thing is, is that when you get into ranked matches, 
you are going in with the mindset that you are going to win. You need to go into the mind, and, and it, it's not a bad mindset because everyone wants to win in a video game. I understand yeah. why people get angry when it comes down to competitive stuff. I don't understand it when they get angry in a casual game. I experience that a lot when it comes down to League of Legends. Carry. If you think that someone is doing bad, carry. Go into the mindset that when you see people throwing hissy fits over literal literal nit, uh, nitpick points, switch your mindset to, I am going to carry. Change the way that you play. I know it's going to be really hard to do, especially when you're new at a game, but go into try hard mode. Because that person has already given up. The exact moment that you start thinking to yourself, like, this is a, th- we're, we're not going to win. You got to turn that mindset around to, okay, it's time to, pl- it's time to pull up the big boy pants. I will carry. And you may end up building your skills t- from doing that too. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not saying be try hard 100% of the time, but I want, but try your best at all times when you're in a competitive area. If you're in like a casual area, just dick around, have fun. Yeah. yeah. I know it's really hard to do in Paladins. I know it's really easy to do in fucking uh, Team Fortress. And I know it's fairly fun to do in League of Legends. Overwatch? Mmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know why. I just can't do it. <laughs> All right. So um, before we uh, get into the main topic as well, I just, I just do want to uh, plug things here. Uh, so we've got the YouTube, we've got the BitChute, uh, to listen to us audio only, if you want to, we have, uh, we have this on Podbean, but we also have uh, Stitcher. We've got, uh, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We're on the Apple podcasts and Google podcast apps, and we're even on the Amazon podcast app. So we have numerous ways for people to be able to listen, help us out here by sharing the show, by sharing the show, you help the audience grow. And that is absolutely what we are looking for right now. We are underground. We are as underground as it gets as far as podcasting goes. But with your help, we can further expand the audience. We can we can continue to reach more people. And that allows us to accomplish a lot more of what we want to do with this show. Uh, but as always, it is first and foremost about making content. For that average person that is uh, working their day job, going home, wanting to fuck off and enjoy something good. So we are the people that are, we're trying to speak to them. Th- that is our ta- target audience. Mm-hmm. We're not IGN. We're not Polygon. We're not the the, the big mainstream uh, gaming news teams where we continuously suck the pee-pee of, uh, of <laughs> corporates. Yeah. Um, we we want to have integrity and we want to be able to lead by example of what we would want on a show for people to listen to. So help us out, share the show, get people listening, get people to watch our Twitch streams on twitch.tv slash super arrogant bros. So without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, get into the topic of the week then. Now, this is a bit of a, this is a hard one to take actually. Now, Bioware, Casey Hudson and Mark Dara have left the studio. However, despite this, the projects that they are developing are going to be continuing. 
So I'm going to read from the IGN article. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, the, hypocr- the hypocrisy of what I just said here. Uh, we are not IGN. We are not Polycom. <laughs> like, the, the, the hypocrisy is, is definitely not lost on me. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm going to branch out here for a second. Mm. Stephen Michael Davis yeah. is, a, is a political YouTuber that I watch. And he was talking about how the uh, commentary channels, so things like uh, The Quartering or Kyle Kalinske or like all these different um, YouTubers who make uh, shows that, that are relying on these, uh, these news sources, if they weren't around, then those YouTubers would have no content. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not doing the actual journalism here. We're just commentating on it yep so we're gonna i'm going to blatantly admit this um ea has announced that casey hudson the general manager of bioware and mark dara the executive producer on the upcoming dragon age will be departing the company all currently ongoing projects including anthem next uh i'm not sure what anthem next is that's the reboot isn't it i think it's going to be a reboot yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> Don't re- ask questions. <laughs> just just go with it. The next Dragon Age and the, the uh, Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition remasters among them, will continue as planned despite the leadership shifts. Samantha Ryan will continue to oversee the studio, while Christian Daly, who joined Bioware from Blizzard, will now be leading the Dragon Age project as executive producer, with Matthew Goldman remaining as creative director on the project, and the Mass Effect collection will continue to be led by Mark by Mike Gamble, as that team also remains, quote, hard at work on the future of that franchise. So, uh, this was uh, announced by a big old blog from the Bioware website, mm-hmm. and it... Uh, d- did you watch what was going on from Twitter after that announcement? Uh, all I saw... Is that there was an article about it? I read it. I saw the blog post. Yeah, uh, it was a retirement. I think who who was the first guy that said that he was going to be leaving? That 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 was the first time that I actually heard about that. I think that would be Casey Hudson. Yeah, that'd be Casey Hudson. So as soon as I, as I was actually dicking off, uh, kind of fucking around work for the last ten minutes of my shift, and I looked on my phone, and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, what shit is going on in the world of gaming news? And it just kind of turned into like, oh, this is kind of worrisome. So I posted it on the group chat. And the immediate thing, the the, the first thing I see from Captain Dirk over here is, oh, is that why Twitter's blowing up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was... It was really weird. It Like... I'd understand if he was going to leave after it was confirmed that these were done like that that his projects were done like that that sounds like he just generally wants to retire this one however i don't know why but it feels like he's leaving for a, a specific reason not because of retirement and it's so sudden too yeah and it 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 came out of the blue yeah and it just and the re- i don't know it it just the reason why people are getting really kind of freaked out by it is this is what happens whenever 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 development heads leave in the middle of projects there's something fucky going on and we haven't seen anything for a new dragon age game Mm-mm. nothing more than a teaser 
teasers, rumors. Uh, I I remember when you got really sad when you heard that Dragon Age was probably going to be an MMO. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it just like what causes these development heads to abandon a project in the middle of making it? And that's why I got really worried about this, and that's why I'm kind of worried about the future of 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 these projects coming up here soon. Yeah. Uh, continuing from the article, this marks Hudson's second departure from Bioware after he first left the studio in 2014 and announced a new position at Microsoft in 2015. Hudson rejoined Bioware in 2017 when then-GM Aaron Flynn stepped down. While the company searches for a new GM, Gary McKay, the senior director of uh, development operations, will act as interim stu- uh, studio GM. Quote, they will always be an important part of the studio's history. We appreciate their many contributions, and we look forward to seeing what they'll do, ne- what they'll each do next. And that is from Laura uh, Mayel, uh, Chief Studios Officer. EA said in a statement announcing the duo's departure. So EA stepped in and, and said something about this. Mm-hmm. Quote, it's not an easy decision to, to make, and big changes like this always come with a certain degree of sadness. I will miss being able to work every day with our inspiring developers on the biggest and most exciting projects I can imagine. Uh, but I also know that this is a good time for a change, both for myself and Bioware, Hudson said in a post explaining his departure. Quote, it's profound and humbling to look back on a decades-long career and think about the things we've achieved together. It's hard to make the decision to move on, but I'm excited for what comes next for all of us. So, He's being as professional as he possibly can with this. Now, yeah, it, it's, yeah, this is this is not fun. This is not fun. Uh, Dara also wrote about the decision to leave, saying, this has uh, been a very difficult decision for me, a team of amazing developers on Dragon Age, making my life fuller and better. They have taught me so much, but the strength of the team is also what makes this positive. I know that Dragon Age won't just survive without me. It will thrive. Those are some uh, weighty words. Those are the words... I feel like it's a generic response. Yeah. Um, I... I, I uh, you know what I thought about when I first, heard, when I first read this? Mm. I thought about this person leaves the studio... And and says, you know what, Dragon Age, it's gonna thrive without me. It's gonna do just fine. And then he's gonna watch the whole thing crash and burn. Yeah, I just, I I'm just speculating though. Yeah. Um, I I don't want to do the equivalent of I'm just asking questions. I really don't know what's gonna happen after this. It's like 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 I like I keep saying. It is not, it's not a good sign when development heads, creative heads, just drop. Because then that means that there's something that they weren't agreeing with and they couldn't make any headway with. Like, could you imagine if all of a sudden, like, during the development of the Elder Scrolls Six, Todd Howard just leaves? That would be concerning because that that means that there is something that he does not agree with. Yeah, yeah. It just 
for these people, Bioware was was their life. It like outside of family and and friends, like Bioware was was their life. So, and we're talking about people who were in there for the 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 Baldur's Gate days. It, it's I don't know. It, it's hard to it, it's hard to see what's going to happen for Dragon Age Four because I'm going to be frank. Hi, Frank. As as much as I can get enjoyment from Dragon Age Inquisition, Origins is truly the only game out of those three that I can actually recommend. I can't recommend Inquisition. No. No one with no one in their right mind can ever recommend Inquisition. Well, Razorfist did. He called it Dragon Age the Apology. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, but really like I, 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 just because I found some things here and there that I enjoy about Dragon Age Inquisition, like the game's beautiful. Um, I love the atmosphere of the different worlds that, that it has, but I, it's something that a person can get bored of way too quickly. Um, there's way too much grinding. There's, and, and this is from somebody that likes dungeon crawling. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I, like, I love the shit out of, out of things that give me multiple dungeons to go through and, and, uh, enjoy. Um, which is why I wish, which is why I, I hope that Elder Scrolls six actually brings that compared to Skyrim. But, but anyways, like you're, you're going to spend hours and hours doing shit that you don't want to in Inquisition. When was the last really good game from Bioware? Two, Mass Effect Two. Was it Star Wars: The Old Republic? <clears throat> uh, it was. It, it it was all right in my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, they're 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 really picking it up. I'm enjoying it. I mean, I've I've enjoyed it ever ever since they finally decided to say, I'm probably not gonna put in you know all of these all of these stat crystals into this game. We're just going to we're just going to make it to where, you know, it's just cosmetic items only. That's all. Yeah. I mean, like I I'm actually really trying to think about this question too because um so Inquisition sucks. Mm. Mass Effect 3 major disappointment. Yeah. Um we don't Nobody even talks about, um, uh, Christ, what was it? Anthem? Anthem. Nobody fucking talks about Anthem. That game almost doesn't exist. It's, oh God, I, there are people that were really excited for Anthem, and then it just, it fell through. They were taking away items that players were earning. They were banning people left and right from last I heard. Yeah. And it just, it will, it was a mess of a launch. It's a mess of a storyline. It's a mess of a game. They abandoned their own roadmap. I think they had a roadmap for a roadmap. I I might be thinking of a different game in, uh, or a different company entirely, but it just it just I really wish that BioWare could kind of see the writing on the wall and just say, "All right, we need to go in a different direction or else we're going to hit this fucking wall." Yeah. And I don't think they're going to do it. Or or worse, EA just kills it. 
Oh God, if EA tears it apart, that's gonna hurt. I, I, I'm really sorry about this, but I, I do think that's the next thing that's gonna be happening. If Bioware cannot produce a good game, if 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 these projects fail, and they fail hard, that's it. Yeah. Well, we were already worried about the future of Bioware after Andromeda. I mean, Andromeda is the other game that nobody talks about either. God. That's because no, nobody looks at it fondly. No one it, does. It's just... Okay, let me, let me hit you with the timetable because I was super excited when I first heard that Mass Effect yeah, Andromeda were. was coming out. I was super excited for it. I loved the way that it looked. I love the fact that we are going away from the Shepard storyline. That means that we're going to be getting in a new, a new story. It was going to be the Pathfinder story. It was going to be super fun. You were going to be an explorer. You were going to be solving all these new things. You know what we got instead? We got Reapers 2.0. That's all we got. We didn't get any new projects going on. We 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 didn't get anything new added to the story. It it was just it was the same as Mass Effect 3 except it's now open world. It was disappointing. The development of the game just fucking tore me apart. Bugs out the wazoo, graphical graphical issues um everything you do in the uh, in the single player will be affected by the multiplayer and it just it really hurt to see a game a game series that i love so much just hit the shitter hard it just it it hurt it hurt to all of a sudden realize that andromeda is going to be dropped because no one loves Mass Effect anymore. I don't know if 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 the development team ever told you that, but apparently no one loves Mass Effect anymore. Single player games are dead according to EA. I remember that. Yeah. And you know what that did? It pissed people off even more. And now Andromeda probably God, it just it hurt to see Andromeda get treated this way because it had a good premise. New galaxy, new adventures, new stories, new heroes, new everything. We didn't get anything new. It's the same Mass Effect story, except instead of Shepard, you get the Pathfinder. Replace every instance of Pathfinder with Shepard, it's the same fucking game. I think it should be a a punch in the ego when you are Bioware and you've got other companies that are taking your IPs and improving upon them. So when when you're when you're Bioware, you make Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic mm-hmm. and it's a good game. Mhm. But then EA d- decides well but then it's decided that uh, Obsidian Studios would develop Knights of the Old Republic 2. Best one out of the fucking series. That's the thing. That's exactly it. And, and then let's... Okay, you, Bioware develops Baldur's Gate 1 and 2. Absolute classic games. And then who, who steals that? 
Larian Studios. Larian Studios given the torch by Wizards of the Coast. And you know what the worst part is? They, the only reason why uh, why Baldur's Gate One was so good was because the modding community took over. A lot of the issues that were in Baldur's Gate One weren't in the I think it was the definitive edition. Oh, enhanced edition. Yeah, the enhanced edition. Yeah, sorry, because it added in all of the mods that made the game really good. That has got to be another kick in the fucking teeth. Yeah, because that's that's basically saying. Triple A company develops a game, everyone likes it, but they have gripes with it. So they come out with mods to fix the gripes. They come out with more mods, and then more mods. And then all of a sudden, Bioware is being told, hey, make this game, but with all of these mods that you didn't create. And it sells better than Baldur's Gate 1. How fuming is that? To all of a sudden say, here is the product that you made, but now it is being improved upon by a completely different studio, and everyone says that this is the better one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that Larian Studios is the uh, is today's Bioware. Yeah. Where, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, in, in a good way. It, like, it, it's today's Bioware in, in that, like, anytime Larian announces something at this point... Everybody's excited for it. Mm-hmm. I'm hyped. Mm-hmm. Uh, all they had to do was just announce Baldur's Gate 3, and already I wanted it. Mm-hmm. However, these companies that are, are being looked at as the new Bioware, I'm talking Larian Studios, I'm also talking CD Projekt Red. All it takes, all it takes... Is is for the wrong people to take the wrong positions within the company. That's it. That's that's it. Yep. As soon as you've got the wrong people in the wrong positions, everything can tank for the company. Yep. Doesn't matter the history. Yep. It really does not matter. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if if Dragon Age fails, they sell their IP to, I don't know, fucking. Give it to Larian, or <laughs> just yeah. Well, like let, 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 let's say that Larian doesn't pick it up, and instead we get Bethesda picking it up. Oh, if Bethesda picks it up, or God forbid, Obsidian picks it up, they are no longer the kings of RPGs. Oh my God! If Bioware loses any of their IPs, oh, hang hang on here, buddy. Mm. We're talking two uh, two companies here, Bethesda and Obsidian, both owned by Microsoft. Yep. <laughs> if Microsoft were to somehow swoop in and and grab those franchises, that would be huge. That would end Bioware. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know what's going to happen? EA is probably going to EA is going to panic. They're going to try and sell Bioware. You know who's going to pick it up? Microsoft. Because you know what's going to happen? They will have the Holy Trinity. <laughs> and no one can stop them in the like, RPG business. Like, how possible do you think this is? I, I, I'm not saying this is a real thing that's going to happen, but like... Right now, I'm going to give it about... 
I'm going to give it a 2080 chance. All right. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say, let's say that Dragon Age, the new Dragon Age comes out, Dragon Age 4, right? Yeah, 4. Mm-hmm. Comes out, it's a masterpiece. Okay, there you go. Bioware, you're back on track. Yep. But if it doesn't, EA has been known to kill companies because of bad games. So what happens to kill companies? They get picked up by different companies. Do you think Microsoft is going to let that chance slide by? I don't think so. No, they're going to pick it up. That means they get a bunch of good good RPG titles. And then that's it. EA is no longer going to be a is 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 no longer going to be making RPGs. They're going to be focusing on Star Wars from now on because that's their big money maker. And I'm pretty sure that's what's going to be happening from now on. Because Star Wars Squadrons popped off hard. And it popped off hard. There's a new Battlefront 3 apparently coming out, uh, I think, late next year, if I am hearing this correctly. It's gonna, it's, I don't know. Next year is going to be huge, in my opinion. There are gonna be movements. There are gonna be shmovements, even. (laughs) It's gonna, it's going, I, I, I honestly think that 2021 is going to be a year where it's everything is going to happen. Bad things are going to happen. Good things are going to come out of the bad things. Or I, I, I honestly do think that the, that next year is going to be a year where it's just like everyone, everyone is now laying eyes on EA and Microsoft. CD Projekt Red, they're they're doing well on their own. The Witcher has literally made sure that that company stays in business forever. I mean, shit. The uh, from if if I remember correctly, The Witcher 1 is free on certain platforms now. If not dirt cheap. Yeah, if not dirt yeah. cheap. Witcher 1 was pretty good. You know what will happen? Mm. EA decides to uh to drop BioWare and by the graces of 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 God Shigeru Miyamoto turns his eye towards Bioware and goes, You are my child now. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, Hmm. What can I do with you? (laughs) What can you do for my Switch? How do you feel about Dragon Age Super Smash Brothers? You mean putting Cassandra in Super Smash Brothers? Yes. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about a mobile Dragon Age... Oh, sorry, not mobile. A uh, handheld Dragon Age game. And uh, you also get to use Fire Emblem characteristics. I might nut a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm a this big... This is something that won't ever happen, but... I mean, I, I mean I'm a fanboy of Fire Emblem, so... But yeah, let's see what happens here. If uh, e- if EA doesn't take him out to uh, to the backyard and and uh, put him down back of the shed, back no <laughs> back of the barn. Sorry. Yeah, back of the barn. Let's see what happens here. Let's see if any uh, predictions come true. Um, I hope Dragon Age Four will be good. I don't expect it. No one did. Hmm. 
guys thank you very much for listening to this episode uh share the show get people listening and uh you know what i would kill for a uh feature in role-playing games like dragon age you know what that'd be fall damage okay Give me fall damage in my Titan Fall. Probably. Yeah, there is though. Oh shit, you're right. Yeah, there is. Yeah. You fool. You have fucked it up. Oh my god. You fucked up. Oh. You, you Okay, you know how I how I how I came to that point though? Um, of not knowing about the fall damage? Grinding. Yeah. Because I'm too busy grinding to try that shit out. That's just that's just This is where I am. Can't take fall damage in paladins. Oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. Or Overwatch, for that matter. Can't take it in fucking uh in uh in Team Fortress though. I've learned that way too many times. <laughs>